Welcome to Equipping the Persecuted Radio. Equipping the Persecuted Radio is sponsored by Equipping the Persecuted. I'm your host, Pastor Sam Jones, and today we're going to be talking about Equipping the Persecuted. And just recently, Equipping the Persecuted, they have gone out and constructed a school in the middle of an IDP camp. Now, we're going to find out what an IDP camp is here in just a moment. But this school, it has walls, but it is still trying to get a concrete floor and plumbing and some electricity. So there is still a lot of work that needs to be done on this. And you can help out by going to Equipping the Persecuted. Once again, that's equippingthepersecuted.org, where you can find out all about this project, and you can go ahead and click that donate button, and that's what I want you to do, is to click that donate button for Equipping the Persecuted, because they really are a boots-on-the-ground ministry that is making real changes all across Nigeria, and even across the world, actually, as they're equipping Christians who have been persecuted, mostly in Nigeria, by Muslims who have come down and absolutely destroyed their homes, taken lives, and even destroyed some families that are there. But you need to go and check this out. In fact, go ahead and let us know what you think of Equipping the Persecuted. Email us at equippingthepersecuted at gmail.com. Once again, that's equippingthepersecuted at gmail.com. But today we have the president and founder of Equipping the Persecuted, Judd Saul. Judd, how are you doing today? Doing very good, Sam. It's uh, always nice to jump on the radio and update our listeners as to what's happening in Nigeria. Yeah, and, and, and there's some good updates, but unfortunately there's also um, some not-so-good updates that are going on here in Nigeria. And Do you want to start with the good news or the bad news first? Uh, we'll start off with the good news. Um, good news is is that uh, we have recently completed, well, say 80% completed construction of a school um, right outside of an IDP camp. Um, the story is uh, with this camp is that um, these people were uh, from a village up north. Their entire village was ransacked. Um, everything in their village was destroyed, and it left over a thousand people without homes. And so the Nigerian government just relocated them. Uh, about a couple hundred kilometers south and gave them out in the wilderness and pretty much said, hey, here you go. This is where you're going to fend for yourselves from now on. And these people lost everything. And um, last time I was out there, a a pastor uh, contacted us and says, you guys need to come out to this area. Um, Not too many people know about this place, know about these people in camp. And uh, we went out and right away um, we just saw a devastating situation. And uh, we were able to put in a water well for them, at least get them clean water so they don't have to travel so far to get water from a dirty source. Now they have clean water that's coming out of the ground right in their village that they don't have to travel to go get. And then I asked the head of the camp, I said, hey, okay, you know, what else do you guys need here? What, you know, what are your big needs? And they said, schooling for the kids. They haven't had school in two years. Wow. No, no schooling. So you just, you know, just think. You know, here in the U.S., people take education, they take schooling for granted here. Yeah. So so imagine, you know, a situation where many of the adults aren't well-educated. They, they, don't, they don't have the ability to teach the kids. So the only chance of getting these kids out of the situation is, is getting them an education uh, um, and getting them a chance to get out of this situation and, and live better lives. And so... Um, we prayed about it. I talked to our team out there. I said, what can we do? And they said, well, let's go on faith. Let's start building a school. So we went on faith and started building a school. Um, uh, the Lord provided funds to uh, get it, you know, we were 80% complete. And the people were so excited that there was a structure there 
that they the uh, they started school in the structure that's full, not even fully complete. We don't have paved floors yet. Wow. And so, yeah. So, you know, you, you look at it and you're going, wow, you know, um, they are so eager to learn and so eager, eager to start. So um, we found some teachers. We found some people willing to come in and help teach the kids. We help cover their needs uh, and their salaries. And um, right now we're trying to look for the funds to finish the place, put in plumbing, pave the floors. We need whiteboards. We need books. We need paper. We need pencils. Just simple things. Simple things. They're very, very, very basics for kids. And uh, we're looking to have that, hoping to have that completed within the next couple of months. But we're still trying to get the funds to get that complete. Um, So that has been a blessing. It's been a big success. The kids are already learning. They're excited. Um, And uh, the people in this camp are are just overwhelmed with um, gratitude and um every every time we we're in contact with them they just they just they're in tears and say thank you so much now that that's incredible now i would, i do want to back up just a little bit here because you now you use this and i use this in the introduction to idp camps can you tell everybody what that means oh. cuz cuz i know we we talk about these things quite a bit but a lot of people have no idea what that means so an idp camp stands for internally displaced person so, so now that would be like the equivalent of picking somebody up in the United States, just taking them out of their home because their home was destroyed, really, is, is right. what this is from, and putting them in the middle of Nebraska, essentially. Yeah, it's it's essentially it's refugees internal within your country. E- even down to the no schooling for two years. That's right. like just picking them up and putting them in the middle of Nebraska. i got to pick on our Nebraska neighbors a little bit. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, no. yeah but it'd be like putting them in Nebraska, but putting them in the middle of of the wilderness, not near any water source and, uh, and pretty far away from, a, a another town or civilization. It's, right. it, it's just crazy, um, uh, how this works out, but these people have been resilient. Um, they've been trying to get by with what they can and man, we're, we're happy to just help them out and give them a little boost. Yeah, no, no, that's incredible. And now of course the, the opportunity for the gospel is just incredible with this too, because, uh, when you're going with a school and you're starting a, a school, it's not just any kind of a school. It's a, it's a Christian school. Right? Correct. Correct. It's a Christian school. It's a biblical, biblically uh, based curriculum. And uh, we're not only training them up with learning how to read and write, but we're also training them in the scriptures and training them in the Bible. And uh, these were Christians before, but we're able to really give these kids a quality Christian education so not only are they going to be educated, these guys are going to be educated warriors for Christ when they get out of school. And, and that's incredible. And that's what uh, that's really the, the greatest thing that Nigeria needs is the gospel and the shaping of a biblical worldview. Because ultimately what happens is sometimes, you know, mission agencies, they go in and they dig a well. And then that well, well, it, it eventually gets gets used up and then they don't have a well anymore. And they're no not in any better place. Yet they might have felt the love of Jesus Christ. Maybe even some of them got saved. Maybe some of them didn't. But they really weren't trained and taught how to move forward. But equipping the persecuted truly focuses in on equipping. I know that's a novel yes. idea. And that's, that is the basis of our mission. We're there to help and equip persecuted Christians in their, in their, in their situation. How can we help better their lives? How can we help get them out of the terrible situation they're in? The Bible calls us Christians to take care of our own. Absolutely. We're supposed to take care of our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. And what kind of example do we lead if we don't take care of people in our own 
in our own faith. We don't. In fact, uh, that, that's kind of the, the the war cry for equipping the persecuted is this idea of taking care of doing good to all, but especially those of the household of faith. And that is the war cry, and that is something that we all need to pay attention to. It's something that we all need to care about. And we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. And when we come back from this break, we're going to find out some bad news. We've heard some good news. There's some more good news, too, to come, but there's also some really bad news that we need to go in to talk about. Uh, but stick with us. We'll be right back. There is a crisis happening in Nigeria. Christians are being murdered and driven from their homes at the hands of Muslim terrorists. Galatians 6.10 says, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Equipping the Persecuted is a mission organization that helps persecuted Christians in Nigeria by sending aid directly to persecuted Christians in need. When a Christian village is attacked, Equipping the Persecuted is there to respond with food, medical aid, and materials to rebuild their churches and communities. Equipping the Persecuted has boots on the ground ready to respond to an emergency. Within 48 hours of an attack, our team is there to help those in need. Prayerfully consider a monthly donation to help impact and save the lives of persecuted Christians. Equipping the Persecuted doesn't just raise awareness about persecution or just talk about it. They take action. Visit EquippingThePersecuted.org and donate today. God's Word tells us that righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Truly, sin is a mark of America today. Every second, 28,000 people are watching pornography. Since 1973, over 65 million babies have been slaughtered on the altar of convenience through abortion, and 70% of millennials are likely to vote for a socialist. Sin truly abounds and is a reproach to our nation. But how do we get back on track and be exalted by God once again? Hi, I'm Pastor Sam Jones, and I've written a new book that traces the steps of America's fall and gives us a road to redemption. It's called Five Steps to Kill a Nation and How to Stop the Bleeding. You can get a copy of the book at theshininglightministries.com. Welcome back to Equipping the Persecuted Radio. I'm your host, Pastor Sam, and today I'm joined with the, the president and founder of Equipping the Persecuted. And, and we've been talking about the good news of this great project that's been going on in this building of a school and, and giving relief to an IDP camp, an eternally displaced persons camp, in the middle of Nigeria. Uh, but part of the problem with why there are IDP camps, Judd, is often because of an attacks. Is that correct? Correct. So that is what's caused this crisis. The Muslims are invading from the north. And I mean invading. They're, they're coming in the north. They move into a territory. They Once they get a certain population size, they start killing Christians and going after Christian communities, killing them and taking everything that they own. Wow. And... And we were getting into the bad news. Uh, just a couple of days ago, there was a major attack. Uh, 36 people killed. Um, many of them were elderly women and children. Wow. Um, 36 people. 36 people killed. And uh, this this is now going to leave another 
1,500 to 2,000 people displaced because the Muslims have gone into that territory, they've gone into the area, and they're saying it's theirs. And now we've got a whole another 1,500 people displaced from a community. And then people people ask, well, you know, where's the government? Where's the Nigerian government? The Nigerian government's really non-existent. They're, the Nigerian government right now is dominated by Muslims in politics. So a lot of times they just look the other way or they slap people on the wrist that commit these atrocities, but they never go and reclaim the land from those who it was taken from. And so in a, just a situation a couple of days ago, we got the call. Um, I got the pictures of everything that happened. Um, and uh, with, with what we can do, we've deployed resources to help out with medical needs. That was the biggest one. There were so many wounded. Well, because, I mean, if 36 people are killed and you're talking about a town of, what, 1,500 to 2,000 people is what you said were displaced. Yes. I mean, there could be a couple hundred people that yeah, were injured. Yeah, there, there, there are so many that were wounded. And so we were finding uh, cases and in, in, in extreme cases where uh, people needed surgeries, they need medicine, and, and we're, we deployed resources to try to help that situation. Um, we're doing what we can with how we can. And, uh, you know, the, the need is tremendous and the resources have, have been pretty low. Um, I just want to make a comment on this, uh, Pastor Sam, is that um, there's other crises going on in the world that make headlines that kind of divert attention from other crisis, crises that mm -hmm. are happening all over the world. And the persecution of Christians in Nigeria has been an ongoing crisis for the last 15 years. And very little has been done to stop it. And especially from Christians on our side, very little has been done to intervene in what's going on. Um, Sam, there's, there's been organizations that go and raise tons of money talking about the problem, but no one's on the ground doing anything about it. And that's why we started equipping the persecuted. Yeah, well, and it, it gets even worse than that. I mean, that's, that's terrible uh, enough, of course. But just earlier this year, I believe it was in January, they removed Nigeria from the most uh, persecuted list. Uh, the United States or whoever makes that list went and they removed Nigeria from that. And of course, uh, I mean, here you see an attack where 36 people were killed. Uh, Nigeria is one of the most persecuted countries in the world. And yet very few people are doing hardly anything about it. And like you said, unfortunately, um, there, there might be some opportunists that are out there who just go out there, raise money, and they've, they do very little on the ground aid, but equipping the persecuted is there giving aid. But then you guys are also trying to prevent these attacks from happening in the future. Well, within legal bounds and within uh, Nigerian law and United States law, we do what we can to help local village security teams. Uh, whether it's providing uh, locally sourced bulletproof vests, whether it's radios, whether it's um, some basic uh, emergency response training. Um, th these, are, these are needs um, that have not been met before. And um, we've been going in, making a big help. And I'm telling you, Sam, where we're, we're able to help these guys, every time we go back, every time we train, we are greeted in tears and people hugging us and thanking us for caring about them and loving them enough to help them in their time of need. That's, you know, that's incredible. And you know what, I, I can't help but think of this Bible passage uh, when we're talking about this, and it's the parable that Jesus gives when he's talking about the Good Samaritan is often what we think about, but this idea of the Good Samaritan that goes out, and of course you have this man who is beat up and he was robbed and, and, and he was thrown to the side of the road, and then the first 
person that comes by is a priest and he just goes and walks by. And then you have a Levite who just goes and, and, and walks by. Uh, but then you have, of course, the Samaritan. And the Samaritan is, is the one who is, is not as geographically as close to the person. He's not as uh, bloodline as close to this person who is thrown to the side of the road and robbed. Uh, but he is the person who stops and helps and binds up his wounds. And he goes and he takes care of the person. And Jesus asks, who was the man's neighbor? And of course, the people respond, well, it was the Samaritan. We are called to love our neighbor. And that is ultimately what equipping the persecuted is doing and saying, hey, people in Nigeria, Christians in Nigeria are our neighbor too. And that's exactly what you're doing here is going and loving your neighbor while many people are just walking right by instead of actually going and helping out. That's right. That's right. And I'm, I'm going to go back to this. The best example that Christians can show to others and to the world is how we take care of one another. That's right. And on top of that, it's not that we just do good works. We share the gospel in every situation. There's a presentation of the gospel in every situation. And we tell everybody this, you're not here. We're not here because of us. We're not here because of somebody else. We're here because of Jesus Christ. And we make that mm -hmm. abundantly clear to them and say, this is because God loves you. And this is why we are here. And this is what Christians are supposed to do for one another. Wow. It, it, and I mean, I'm, I'm sure that the, the impact, well, you already talked about the impact. You're greeted with tears that people are just so happy that you're coming on to their, their land to coming and give them aid. And they see the love of Jesus Christ. And then they hear the message of Jesus Christ. And I mean, of course, that creates an incredible opportunity to go and to share the gospel, for people to go and to receive the gospel. And ultimately, uh, we've seen, you, you've seen many people get saved in this, this mission. And that's not, like, I don't want to say that's not the primary goal, because of course it's the primary goal of every Christian mission is to share the gospel, but, but it's, it's equipping the persecuted. You guys aren't necessarily there directly saying, we're going to go plant churches, uh, but churches are getting planted. You guys aren't going out there saying, you know, we're here to build hospitals or, or schools, but schools are being built and people are getting taken care of medically uh, in, in all of this. It, it just goes with the true equipping that people need. That's right. That's right. And um, the Lord the Lord has called us to do it, and we're here to answer the call. And I want to ask the people listening that uh, – if this is a burden on your heart and if the Lord's calling you to help, uh, equipping the persecuted is the way to do so. Absolutely. And you can give at equippingthepersecuted.org. Again, that's equippingthepersecuted.org. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to be right back. But we're going to talk to Judd about his upcoming trip to Nigeria. Stay with us. There is a crisis happening in Nigeria. Christians are being murdered and driven from their homes at the hands of Muslim terrorists. Galatians 6.10 says, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Equipping the Persecuted is a mission organization that helps persecuted Christians in Nigeria by sending aid directly to persecuted Christians in need. When a Christian village is attacked, Equipping the Persecuted is there to respond with food, 
food, medical aid, and materials to rebuild their churches and communities. Equipping the Persecuted has boots on the ground ready to respond to an emergency. Within 48 hours of an attack, our team is there to help those in need. Prayerfully consider a monthly donation to help impact and save the lives of persecuted Christians. Equipping the Persecuted doesn't just raise awareness about persecution or just talk about it. They take action. Visit equippingthepersecuted.org and donate today. God's Word tells us that righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Truly, sin is a mark of America today. Every second, 28,000 people are watching pornography. Since 1973, over 65 million babies have been slaughtered on the altar of convenience through abortion, and 70% of millennials are likely to vote for a socialist. Sin truly abounds and is a reproach to our nation. But how do we get back on track and be exalted by God once again? Hi, I'm Pastor Sam Jones, and I've written a new book that traces the steps of America's fall and gives us a road to redemption. It's called Five Steps to Kill a Nation and How to Stop the Bleeding. You can get a copy of the book at theshininglightministries.com. Welcome back to Equipping the Persecuted Radio. You can go ahead and contact us at equippingthepersecuted at gmail.com. Once again, that's equippingthepersecuted at gmail.com. Go ahead and send us a note and let us know what you think of the radio show and what you think of the ministry. Uh, we, we'd love to hear your encouraging words or your hate mail, either one. We don't mind either way. Uh, but I'm here with the founder and president of Equipping the Persecuted, and that is uh, Judd Saul. And Judd, you have an upcoming trip to Nigeria. Now, tell us, what are you going to be doing on this trip to Nigeria, and what, what does this kind of look like? Uh, take our listeners and our audience uh, to Nigeria with you here by describing it. Well, uh, it's going to be a very interesting trip. Uh, we're going to go catch up on the progress of our school, uh, and we're also in the process of building an orphanage. So we're going to go check on uh, that operation, check on the structure, um, we're, we're still trying to raise funds to finish the school and the orphanage. Um, and we are also going to be going down and, um, meeting and assessing the needs of village security teams. We're going to meet up with our, uh, widows ministry. Um, one of our ministries is supporting widows of murdered pastors. And, uh, so we're going to go, um, uh, talk with them, just, kind of get an update on, on what their needs are, how they've been doing, uh, be a blessing to them, pray with them, encourage them. Um, and then we're also holding a pastor's conference. Um, this is kind of the first thing uh, like this uh, that I know of that uh, that has been done is we're holding a biblical worldview conference for pastors in Nigeria. And we're, um, we're essentially getting uh, pastors and teaching them um, the errors of pietism. Mm-hmm. Uh, the errors of antinomianism, right? The errors of situational ethics, and we're going to give them a biblical worldview and uh, teach them that it is okay for them to get involved in civil matters to uh, to protect their own, to protect their ground. There is there's nothing unbiblical about protecting your home. 
And we're teaching pastors uh, to get involved, and we have hundreds of pastors that have registered to come to our conference. Wow. It, it, from all over Nigeria. This is, this is something that hasn't been done before, and we're really excited uh, to see this. Uh, last time um, uh, we talked— you're, you're equipping pastors. I just, I just want to make sure that people understand this. Equipping the persecuted is equipping pastors, shepherds, to be able to fight off the wolves through a biblical worldview. This is incredibly important because you're never truly going to equip the persecuted without getting the shepherds ready to defend the sheep by arming them with what the Bible teaches. And that's right. And we met with a group of pastors uh, the last time we were out there. And um, after hearing our talk, a pastor was in tears. He was just in tears. And he was like, we were always taught that getting involved in politics and civil matters was a sin. We've, we've been taught this a long time. So somewhere, some missionary out there years ago came in and taught some bad doctrine. And that's, and that, that is an ongoing problem in Nigeria is bad doctrine. I mean, there's a lot of wonky stuff going on out there with hyper prosperity gospel, um, uh, just kooky theology. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're going there to, to help straighten a lot of that stuff out, but also equip them and encourage them. Now, one of the other things that I have to tell folks and remind them that if you're a pastor in Nigeria, you got a target on your back. Yeah. You are a target if you are a pastor. And you, you think it, you know, you think you might, a pastor in the United States might think somebody might say something bad to him or, you know, or give a mean gesture to him. If you're a pastor in Nigeria, especially in the areas that we're serving, you have a target on your back, and your you, your life could end in an instant because and, because of your faith. And your head could be delivered to your wife. I mean, that's that's a story that you guys have. That's a, yeah. We we support a widow whose uh, husband was chopped up into pieces and uh, left in a bag in in front of their house. Yeah. And I can't um, even imagine. Um, and she he he left behind uh, her and um, five kids. Wow. And this is one of many widows uh, that we support. So, if you, so the other thing is, pastors are coming in; they're eager to learn this, but they're also eager to learn how to defend off wolves, how to mm-hmm. fend off wolves, and how to join together, and uh, you know, be a blessing to their communities, but also protect their communities. Absolutely. Now, uh, so when you go to Nigeria, here you're going to be checking in on the school. You're going to be checking in on the orphanage. Uh, we haven't talked much about the orphanage today, but you're also going to be going and doing this pastors conference. And so are you going to be down there for about two years or, or how, how, how quick are you going to be able to get all this done? In? It's, it, it, it's going to be a relatively short trip. I can't get into too many specifics for safety reasons. Uh, but when we go out there, we, we go there for the duration we need to go and we're very effective with our time. And um, most of the work is being done by our lo- team of locals on the ground. All we're doing, all we're there is to help be a support mechanism, uh, help teach, help train, come alongside them. Uh, work, you know, side by side. And uh, the Lord has really um, helped me grow in my faith through this ministry and has helped um, grow Nigerians in their faith through this ministry. And we've seen so many people change and come to know Christ. And it has made an impact more than I could ever have imagined when starting this. Yeah, that is absolutely incredible to go into here. And this sounds like it's going to be a, a great trip for you going forward. And so everyone who's listening today, make sure that you're praying for Judd while he's going on this trip to Nigeria. Of course, we're not going to go and give the dates right now uh, and things like that for safety reasons. 
Uh, but but be praying for Judd, be praying for his team while they're there, that they're able to accomplish what they need. And then the, the other thing is, is that they do need your support. Uh, they need your support to finish this orphanage, which this orphanage, by the way, is is for uh, those who've, whose parents have been martyred, not just murdered, but martyred. There are Christians who are martyred for their faith, and that's what this orphanage is for. And then this other school that is also for Christian children in this IDP camp where they haven't had schooling for two years. Uh, can you imagine that? They need help to be able to finish this, and of course, there's all kinds of other needs. Now, this stuff isn't uh, going to be going and spent on, on frivolous things. What's going to be going and spent on is the people and the work and exactly what needs to be done and facilitated there. It makes actual difference in actual people's lives. So please go to equippingthepersecuted.org and donate today. Go to equippingthepersecuted.org and donate today. Judd, do you have a, uh, a, a last message here as we got about a minute left? Uh, before we got to start making our exit. Uh, I just want to say thank you to all, all the supporters. Thank you to the listeners. Um, we love feedback. Send us feedback at equippingthepersecuted at gmail.com. We want to learn more from you, hear about you. Um, uh, you know, Let us know what you think of the program. Um, and I also want to just add one thing. We keep, we've gotten a few messages asking why we have the intro song that we have. Uh, uh, that is, that is uh, Stripers to Hell with the Devil. And um, going to Nigeria and fighting evil, and when I wake up in the morning and uh, I think of fighting evil, I couldn't think of a better song than To Hell with the Devil, because that's where he belongs. I mean, if I get to pick the intro song, you know, it'd be something like uh, Onward Christian Soldiers or Stand Up, Stand Up for Jesus, but uh, but, but that, that that's above my pay grade, so... Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening to Equipping the Persecuted Radio. Equipping the Persecuted Radio is sponsored by Equipping the Persecuted. Please let us know uh, what you think about our show at equippingthepersecuted at gmail.com. Once again, that's equippingthepersecuted at gmail.com. I'm Pastor Sam, and thank you, Judd, for joining us today. Keep standing for the truth.